Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. My schedule's all kind of screwed up this week, but that's okay. We got a cat, we got bare hairy shoulders. Let's read some tech stories. But I don't want emails from the system. Why can't you send them instead? Hey, Tales from TechSport, back with another blood-boiling interaction with users who don't know what they want. So I built a basic data warehouse for my company, where any side of the business can send regularly important data to be stored securely, and can access it on demand via pre-built queries on Excel sheets, with proper permissioning so there is no wall crossing. My company thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread, but it's just a pretty simple database to me. The other thing this solution does is send emails. If data failed to import, we get a notification. If you want to compare positions from one day to the other, or you want to track changes across periods, you get a nice HTML table. If you want a CSV with last quarter's relevant factors, you get an attachment. Again, nothing extraordinary. Well, a new requirement arrives. More data needs to be snapped, and new statistics have to be calculated and emailed to corresponding recipients. All routine stuff. Things progress as they normally do. I develop it, we test it, we deploy to production, and the system starts sending the emails with live data. So far, so good. About a month in, I get some feedback. The numbers look great. The process is running smoothly. Users are overall happy. The only problem is that a lot of people are missing these emails because they're being auto-forwarded to folders. Can you send the emails from your personal email instead? Turns out that the people who asked me during previous data warehousing to be included in certain notifications got tired of receiving emails from my system underscore prod at mycompany.com. And so they set up rules in Outlook to move anything coming from that address to a folder. I can tell they never check. And now they're missing those new and important messages. So instead of fixing their own mess by adjusting their own Outlook rules, they want the notifications to be sent from my personal company email instead. Face meet palm. Users, meet big middle finger. I'm not your mother. Clean your own mess. Why is it everybody digs himself into a hole and expects everybody else to pull him out? Everybody's looking for easy. No responsibility. No extra work included. Just, you know, make it work for me the way I want. But you have to do all the legwork. Right. Screw that. You're going to be rude? Have it your way. But all your tickets are now low priority. At the bottom of the queue. So today I had a really rude customer scream over the phone about how one of her colleagues' reports failed. They're a larger user and they've been getting some minor errors more frequently, which are investigated by the dev team. Most of the functionality is working fine. Just a part of the features occasionally throws an error and they don't get charged for it. We acknowledge that and are doing all we can with limited resources, with two members of staff less than we previously had. So that woman who has a severe case of the Dunning-Kruger effect screamed in my ear yesterday after she called and I told her politely that the issue will take some time to resolve. She yelled, All you need to do is some visual analysis. What's so hard about that? Whatever that means. I then told her that I'll pass it on to the developers and ask them to prioritize their already existing ticket. So we looked at the error logs in the database, passed them on to the developers, told them that more and more have been popping up, and requested that they raise the urgency of the issue. However, they said that since it's intermittent, it's really difficult to replicate and therefore identify the issue that needs to be fixed, which makes sense. It's also only part of the application, and the rest of the functionality works fine, so they can't prioritize it when they're busy with more important things. Lo and behold, same Karen calls us again, 
and she's incredibly nasty. What a surprise. She says that she got another error, and I ask what her username is. She then yells, It's not me who got the error, it's my colleague. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what's your colleague's username then? Apparently, I also need to ask my boss to pay for some courses in telepathy and mind reading. I then find the failed report, apologized for the inconvenience caused, and told her all details that we can share with customers about the investigation. I explain that her case is being reviewed and we will be in touch as soon as possible. So I ask her, is there anything else we can help you with? To which she laughs and replies, I don't think you helped me at all, but no. So this of course reminds me that there is no point to go to the extra mile in customer support and this job is not worth ruining my health over rude people. I felt sorry for the woman yesterday, so I set her low priority ticket to a higher priority just so she could get an answer quicker. But then I thought, okay, looks like you don't need our help at all. I find all her tickets and then set them to low priority, which they are. I only set them to a higher priority after I was startled by her screaming. This means the earliest she'll get a reply is in two weeks, even though she wants it fixed right now because your company's causing us so many problems. Apparently I'm also the CEO now. I then emailed her. Hello miss, we're looking into the issue you raised. If we get an update, we'll let you know. Thanks, tech support. If she calls again, I'll just be as vague as possible. Tell her we're investigating the issue and wish her a very lovely day. Yep, people's sense of self-importance still shocks me to this day. I have no idea why, it's not anything new. This has been going on for years, it's just getting more and more prevalent. The audacity and sense of entitlement that people have is just, uh, I don't know, still mind-blowing. Yep, if you're desperate and you ask nice for my help, I would try my best to put you higher on the list of priority, if possible. You want to be an a-hole? No problem. Bottom of the pile you go. See ya. Effing machine won't give me my effing money. This one happened when I was employed in technical support for a large UK bank, so I think it belongs here in Tales from Tech Support, although it's a bit different. I was prompted to share it by a Twitter post about being contactable while on holiday, vacation. So back in 2007, Mrs. OP was invited to come visit her Canadian cousin just outside Vancouver. So we, OP, Mrs. OP, her sister and brother-in-law all flew over 7,000 kilometers in 12 hours to stay with her for a few weeks. While we were there, we made a side trip for the weekend across the border to Washington State in the U.S. of A. This entailed getting hold of some U.S. dollar spending money, so we queued up at an ATM. I got mine, then brother-in-law stepped up with his card, literally right after me. Cue much wailing and gnashing of teeth. I know I've got money in my account. Hand it over, you effing machine. But no joy. So he borrowed some of ours and the holiday continued. He paid us back a few days later when his car was working again. So we get home and back to work I go just in time for the cleanup after a pretty major disaster. A whole string of DASD hard disks had been taken out by a controller failure and it had to rebuild the data from a set of backups and transaction files. OP, wouldn't it have been faster to fail over to our disaster recovery site? All the DASD are mirrored in real time after all. Coworker, ordinarily yes, but this controller failed in such a way that it corrupted the mirror DASD too. Pound 000FF are not popular today. Also, Big Boss had all of us on site fixing it and even wanted us to call you on holiday, but we told him you were in Canada with no contact number. OP. I think I know pretty much to the second when that controller failed and where I was at the time. After comparing notes, CW agreed. God only knows what Big Boss would have done even with a contact number. Flown me and my family back to the UK and pay for another holiday? I'm only getting part of this story. So, he knows where he was. Did OP's brother-in-law or whatever cause this incident? Is that what I'm getting out of this? Fill me in down below. 
somehow I got lost. Between the cat playing behind me and just my foggy headedness, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little slow today. A particular connection. So back in 2010, I worked as first line support at a service desk of a large internet service provider. They served both business customers and private customers. A business, a business subscription was obviously more expensive because it would contain an SLA with an uptime guarantee and a phone number which basically skipped first line support. Non-business subscriptions were best effort and therefore way cheaper. At the time, small businesses would often get a non-business subscription. This was either because it was cheaper and they didn't see the added value of a business subscription, or they didn't know any better. I believe most of the time it was the latter. On a busy day, an English-speaking shop owner called the service desk, and my colleague, let's call him John, answered the phone. Their internet was down and they wanted to be redirected to the second line support immediately. Their business depended on the internet for monetary transactions and they were losing money. So John looked up their info and noticed they didn't have a business subscription. And in order for him to be able to redirect the customer, several steps had to be followed, such as resetting the modem. John tried to make this clear, but the customer wouldn't have it. They were a business, so they should be redirected to the business service desk immediately. Of course, John couldn't oblige and tried to make clear to the customer they don't have a business subscription. In order to do so, he said the following, Customer, you have a particular connection. Now, this needs a little context. The Dutch word for non-business slash private is particular, so like particular and peculiar, which sounds mostly the same as particular. Needless to say, the customer didn't understand and wanted to speak to our supervisor. As far as I know, our supervisor handled the rest of the call. Okay, so I am a world-renowned cheap ass. No doubt. I am cheap, tight. I squeak when I walk. So there are some instances when I will go with more of a personal account, knowing that I'm saving money, but if the crap hits the fan, I'm going to be up the creek a little bit until things get sorted. And I can't expect business level support if I'm only paying for personal level support. Does that make any sense? Like I'm not asking for anything more than what I'm paying for. If personal support is slower, so be it. I got to deal with it. That's on me. If I want higher support, then I'll pay for the other one. I don't think it hurts their company either way, as long as you're within their guidelines. I did that with cable internet for a while and it was okay, but then once I got a real brick and mortar, the cable company forced me to up my service to commercial internet. I don't know why I just did air quotes. Anyway, commercial internet. So basically, internet that's half the speed of what I get here at the house with no added bells and whistles costs me double of what I pay here at home. No extra service, nothing faster, nothing better. The web interface sucks either way. So yeah, I don't know. But what if no one answers? I'm on an email chain with two managers. This started because a caller complained that they were stuck in our phone system for 10 minutes and couldn't reach anyone. There's some back and forth between me and them. I pull a report of this person's calls when the call came in, where they were in the system, how many times they hit one to stay in queue, blah, blah, blah. So then they ask, well, what happens if no one's available to answer? I reply with, they sit in queue for two minutes, then get to go back to the operator. Then they ask, well, what happens if everyone's busy? I reply, they sit in queue for two minutes, then they go back to the operator. Then they ask, ah, yes, but what if no one's available and everyone else is busy? I really had to struggle to keep the snark out of my reply of the same thing. They sit in queue for two minutes, then they go back to the operator. Yeah, like, I mean, if everyone's busy, then everyone's busy. You just wait until someone's available. Hello? Or hire more people. 
Although, that doesn't always help. Sometimes the more people you hire to help cover everything, the more problems arise. I don't know why. Murphy or something. Mystery Server Reboot. Serendipitously. Wow. Solved. Another post just now reminded us that it's not always obvious. Check the environment. This made me think of a story from a friend, Dave, who is now sadly no longer with us. So he can't tell this tale himself. I hope I can do it justice. Dave was called out to a site because one of their servers kept rebooting itself randomly. He pulled out his network sniffing toolbox and ran some tests, but couldn't duplicate the error. After a while, he needed a break, so he set the software to page him if the server rebooted and took himself off for a snack and a pee. So he's in the bathroom, does his thing, and flushes. Immediately, the pager goes off. Dave, being the genius that he is, thinks, what are the odds? He checks the logs. The server has detected a power fluctuation and ever obedient to its instructions rebooted. Don't ask me details as I don't have any. Dave goes back to the bathroom, starts flushing things. When he gets to the <laughs> Dave goes back to the bathroom, starts flushing things. When he gets to that same urinal, boom, the pager goes off. Long story short, the electrical line for the server's power outlet was right next to the water pipe in the wall. Flushing would flex the pipe just enough to touch the wire, which even with normal insulation was enough of a temperature differential to cause a slight power fluctuation. I don't remember how they solved it. Probably just used a different outlet, but Dave might still be there to this day if he hadn't needed a pee and picked that particular urinal to use. I don't know. Cat's walking around the room. Anyway, yeah, what are the odds of that? I mean, that that seemed almost like total divine providence that this guy not only had to go to the bathroom, but picked just the right urinal to be able to duplicate the issue. I mean, seriously. And by the way, who runs power and data lines that close to water pipes? That just seems crazy to me. This mouse doesn't work. I'm the head of IT at a medical facility, and I was doing my daily walkthrough today because people tend to forget something's wrong until they see the one responsible for it. When I was stopped by one of our newly hired front desk staff, OP, she says, this computer's mouse doesn't work. So I turn around and look at the computer she's pointing to, and it's clearly got a brand new wireless mouse. Y'all have probably guessed where this is going right about now. Those batteries last months, so it can't be a dead battery. So I walk up and start moving the mouse around, at which point I hear, from about five feet away, OP, you're moving my mouse! Uh, of course I am. I go over to FD2 and ask, FD2, did you take anything from the other desk? And she points at her keyboard, which I know comes as part of a set with a non-working mouse. Apparently she was smart enough to unplug the dongle and take the keyboard, but not take the mouse, nor unplug the dongle from her computer in order to actually switch keyboards. Naturally, I did what was needed, and then asked the eternal question when something like this happens. Why? I like that keyboard more. Oh, so you like that keyboard more. You just get to arbitrarily choose which keyboard mouse you have, which computer, I guess. Like my office chair? Go ahead, take my chair. Why is it people just think they get to do whatever they want? Like none of it matters to the rest of the office. Guess there's no procedures in place for that. I doubt it. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.